Did you get that? I'm so Also, ich verstehe nur Bahnhof. You only understand train station? It's all Greek to me. Understanding train station. Living between cultures with Josh and Faye. Welcome back to a new episode, everyone. My name is Feli. Welcome back, and I'm Josh. And we haven't done that sort of intro in a while, I feel like. Or maybe we have, maybe just, is my brain is so confused, I feel like, with all of the travel, and I don't even know when the last time we recorded was, so I guess I've forgotten a lot. But Yeah, I guess the last time was when you were here, and we did mm. the street survey, the mall survey ah, in yes. okay. uh, Cincinnati, in, in Kenwood Mall, and we were sitting right here in person together recording. Right behind you. Now you're, yes, right behind me. Now you're back in Munich. Um, how was I your am. trip back? The trip back was super smooth. Um, okay, nice. I mean, I had a little bit of a long layover in New York, but it's always fun flying through New York because then you can yeah. see the the city. And I don't know, I was sitting around for a while, so that wasn't fun. Yeah. And the flight was quite full. I think it was almost completely uh, booked. So oh. it was the first time in a while that I wasn't able to find a row to be able to lay down ah. and take a, like <laughs> get some good sleep. But yeah. um, I actually did get a couple hours of sleep. And then when I got back to to Munich that day. I had some plans with some friends in the evening, so I slept most of the day. So mm -hmm. like getting over jet lag was a little bit uh, of a longer thing for me just because my time schedule is completely messed up. Yeah, you um, messed it up. You're supposed to stay up for the rest of the yeah. day. <laughs> But I mean, as I haven't had that much to do this past week, it wasn't really that big of a deal. So yeah, yeah. I, I kind of took that into account when I decided to sleep and make those plans with the friends. But um, And before you're starting your new job yes. here soon. You actually have one last travel plan coming up, right? This is going to be one the last end of an hurrah. era. <laughs> the last hurrah. Yeah, actually tomorrow I am going to Lübeck to visit some friends briefly and then going with those friends to Poland. Um, it's like a small town on the border with Germany, so it's not like a big Polish uh, town. And I don't feel like I'll get the full Poland experience from it because I'll be there with a whole bunch of Germans. Um, but yeah. yeah, very much looking forward to that. It's with Niklas, so you guys know. Um, so very much looking forward to that, especially because he I just recently saw him in the U.S. Yeah. when I was in yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, we just hung out last <laughs> like week. Like last week. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, we saw each other twice, like the three of us, because he was here, you were here, mm -hmm. I was, I, I'm obviously here, and then even my brother was here at the same time, yeah. so like, it was just a huge coincidence that everyone was somehow in Cincinnati, like yeah. mid-May. <laughs> it was it was super weird when I was, when, when I saw him in Cincinnati and we said goodbye, I was like, see you next week. <laughs> yeah, next week in Europe when we're yeah. traveling from Germany to Poland. So It's so weird, the world is weird sometimes, um, but yeah, no, since I've been back, Just chilling, trying to get like the last few things organized bureaucratically. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and then my trip to, to Poland. And finally enjoying the nice weather that we're having in Munich now. I mean, today was just okay, but um, it was gray when I first got here. So I was a little depressed by it, but then the sun started to come out. The other day I was, able to hang, I was able to go hiking and then also just chilling yeah, in the garden beautiful. in the sun. So. I was super happy. Nice. Yeah, I know that like everyone in Germany in general, but I know specifically from Munich, people have been really depressed and frustrated yeah. with the weather because it was just yeah. basically winter weather this or fall weather this entire yeah. time. And yeah, that has been like a big topic. So I'm glad that it's finally looking a little bit better. Especially coming off of two weeks of uh, Spain and then two weeks Cincinnati where we got super lucky with the weather yeah. in Cincinnati. So yeah. it's um, still super nice here. It's yeah. still summer here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that's kind of an update from my side. What have you been up to? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Working. <laughs> yeah, Making up for since... all of the work you didn't do while uh, Timo was there. Yeah, exactly. Ever since they left, um, 
I've just been working for the last week that they were here after after we recorded the last episode. Maybe I can just um, catch you guys up on what we did. We went top golfing with you, Josh, yeah. too, because you actually know how to golf. Ben <laughs> knows how to golf. I had no, I, that was the first time I'd ever really yeah. done that. Uh, was the first time for my brother and his girlfriend. Uh, that was a lot of fun, though. That yeah, was really it was cool. re- it was really fun. I really top enjoyed golf. It. Is like it's available or available in Germany. That makes it sound like it's some kind of service. They have a few <laughs> locations in Germany, I believe. Oh, you looked I've it seen up? it on. I did not look it up, so maybe okay. I should. Maybe it's just one location. I don't know, but I have seen it on influencers' um, Instagram stories, like German German influencers. Okay. So I know that at least like in the Cologne Düsseldorf area, mm-hmm. they have one apparently. Yeah. Um, maybe there is a few more in Germany, but if you guys have one near you in Germany too, or in the U.S. and you have never been, um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's basically like a kind of like a bowling experience, but with yeah. golf. With like a driving range. So it's like Uh you have drinks, you have food, you have music. There's different like people in the in the booths next to each other and you just rent out this um how do you what do you even call a driving range in Um, in German? Like Abschlag. Got kind of I have no idea. (laughs) I have no clue, but um then there's like probably just driving range, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think there is a German word for it, but I am not a golfer and my family is not really into <laughs> golfing either. You actually can't just go golfing in Germany just yeah. like that. Um, but then they just have this big field that you shoot into and it's it's not a traditional golf course or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. You have like these big I don't even. Yeah, holes. they're like they're different targets, basically. That you can. <laughs> they're like get craters. Yeah, they're like craters out in the field. Yeah. It's fun. You don't it's have ha- to. F- yeah, you don't have to hit like a tiny hole or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's a, it's a really fun time. I I since I enjoy playing like actual golf, there are a few frustrations that come along with it. Like the tee is like a rubber little thing, so I couldn't mm-hmm. like I tee my ball up pretty high when I drive, so like I didn't have the right height that I could like you couldn't no. adjust it. So little things like that, but it's still a really fun time with friends, especially if like yeah. If you're not like there to have a serious golf experience, but rather just uh, get out and hit some and hang out yeah. with your friends, it's a really fun time. Which we definitely weren't trying to no. have a serious golf experience. <laughs> but all? I know that you and Ben, because yeah. like, you two were the golfers. You brought your own golf clubs yeah. and stuff like that, your glove. Um, I, I can totally <laughs> understand how that would be frustrating. But yeah. you still beat us all because like, it still has like a digital counting system like yeah. in bowling where it shows you who made how many points. And the <laughs> points are kind of random too. It's not really about how good you hit the ball. It's just luck. But you still yeah. beat us. So. <laughs> Yeah, some things just are destined to be, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, in but addition no. to that, we also went to the outlet malls to go shopping. We ended up uh, staying one night at Red Red River Gorge. It's so hard to say. Red River Gorge, yeah. which is this, um, it's not a national park, but it's like a state park. Mm-hmm. Um two hours south of Cincinnati in Kentucky. And you and I, Josh, have been there yeah. quite a lot with friends. And you, I know you used to go camping there, like yeah. in a hammock and stuff mm-hmm. like that, yeah. right? I've only ever been in like luxurious cabins <laughs> where you have like a hot tub and a grill yeah. and <laughs> a nice bed. But that's what we did too. We just rented out um, a cabin for one night, did some hiking there. It was really beautiful weather, beautiful scenery. And, you know, did all the American things. We had a bonfire, we made s'mores, we grilled, we... Uh, chilled in the hot tub. The cabin had like a foosball table, so a kicker, kicker tish. Yeah. And Miss Pacman arcade game, and yeah, we had a great time. Um, what else did we do that last week? I'm trying. To, oh yeah, we went to a baseball game, to a Reds game, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was amazing actually, because the Reds, the the Cincinnati Reds, are not usually playing well, but no. they actually won the night that ah, we went. Okay. So, yeah. That makes for a much better experience. <laughs> yeah, and did we had ha- really good seats, so we saw a lot. Good. 
were there any home runs that were hit while you were there? I think so. I did the did the fireworks go off? No, I th- I guess they don't do the fireworks on during the week. Ah, okay, never mind. Is what that. Ben said. But, That's a shame. Because I was because there was a home. I remember there was a home run, and I was like, yeah. wait, why didn't they shoot the fireworks? And ah, he said they only okay. do that on the weekends, apparently. Um, anyway, yeah, it was it was a really good game. I know nothing about baseball, but Ben said because um, it, it was a high score too. It was like six to seven or something like oh, that. Wow. So. I guess that's not uh, the norm in baseball. Um, and yeah, we all really enjoyed ourselves. We had hot dogs and all all the American experience. We went to all these other restaurants too, Chick like fast food rest- yeah. restaurants, Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, Panda Express. Uh, we had a lot of cookouts. We had a cookout here at my place that last night that they were here. You were there too. Nicholas mm-hmm. was there. Yeah, super nice. That was nice. a lot of fun too. So that's a, a lot of... I, we've the update. T- I feel like we've touched on a couple of topics that fit well with this episode, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually had a really, really cool guest for this week. And um, we just recorded the interview, the conversation with her. Um, she was such a pleasure to talk to. Yes. A little disclaimer, once you now get to hear the conversation with her, unfortunately, my mic was doing some funky stuff. I was trying to fix it throughout the recording, but I couldn't get it fixed now it's fixed <laughs> um i just i restarted my laptop and did all the fun stuff that took techie like half stuff. an hour for me to do all the techie stuff and now it works i literally have no clue what it was um it must have been some software stuff anyway if you hear my audio sounding weird unfortunately that was how it was i hope you can still understand me okay um but back to the actual content of the uh, episode today we had a very special guest who is Someone, she's kind of like important in your life or it's just related to your life. Yeah, it's like a weird connection because if you guys remember, I guess at this point it was probably like a year and a half ago. Yeah, it was um, like August of 2021, I'm pretty sure. So almost two years. It was my first, wow, almost two years, crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But we interviewed my high school German teacher, Christina König. And we really, really enjoyed that conversation. She's one of my favorite people, and it was so much fun to have her on the podcast. I got to meet up with her last time when I was in Cincinnati most recently, too, and catch up. Um, But she is German and has lived in the U.S. for like 30 years now. Mm -hmm. And we actually got, and I've gotten to know her and her family. So I reached out to her daughter, Lena, to see if she would be willing to have an interview with us and talk about her experience of growing up in a German family, speaking German in the U.S. So she completely grew up in the U.S. She'll talk about this in the interview as well. Um, but she now lives in Berlin. So we were able to organize an interview and uh, we had a really, really fun time. And we're super thankful for Lena taking the time to talk to us. So let's jump into the interview. Hey, Lena, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're super happy to have you. And like we've already mentioned in the intro a little bit, you're Christina's daughter. Uh, we've had her. She was my high school German teacher, for those of you who don't know. Um, and we're really excited to have you here as a guest um, because you bring a really interesting perspective compared to what we've had in the past. We've had Germans who live in the U.S. We've had Americans that live in Germany. Um, and now we have a American German who's lived in both <laughs> countries. So thank you for taking the time to talk with us. And we're super excited about this uh, little short conversation that we're going to have. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for having us and for having me. I'm very excited to be here as well. And it's been uh, it's been nice to be able to, to meet you both and to talk to you both. Yeah, it's really nice to meet you. I've heard so much about you and I've obviously met your mother a few times, but I've never met you. So it's really nice. And you are currently in Berlin, right? 
I am. I'm live from Berlin right here. And uh, summer is finally here and oh, loving really? it so far. Yeah. After That's a long, good. long winter, I'm very happy. Like everyone in Berlin is back to life. The city's back to life and everyone's finally in good spirits again after about eight months of darkness and gloom. So. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long ago did you move to Berlin? It was actually one year ago, like this past weekend. So I okay. moved May 17th and I think today wow. is like May 24th. So we just celebrated this weekend, my one year in Berlin. Wow, Very congratulations. Exciting. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe with that, let's get into your life story a little bit. So we, Josh kind of said you're German-American, so it's like a little bit difficult. What is your story, I guess? And also, maybe you want to start with this. Do you feel more German or do you feel more American? Ah, that's the, that's the big question, uh, the ever changing question. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll start with my story. Okay. Um, I'm um, the daughter, as you know of, as you mentioned, of Christine, uh, the German teacher in Cincinnati, and so I grew up um, in a German household, but living mm -hmm. in U.S. So I was already split and uh, multicultural uh, from birth. Um, grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, my whole life. Uh, pretty classic Ohio upbringing. Went to a public school in the suburbs. Then I went to um, public university at Miami University to get my mm -hmm. bachelor's. And then I went to Ohio University to get my doctorate in physical therapy. So um, didn't really leave Ohio much um, living wise. But mm -hmm. my parents, as I mentioned, were both German um, Germans living in America. So they took me to Germany a lot uh, growing up to visit my family that still uh, has stayed in Germany. So I grew up uh, traveling to Germany twice a year. I would spend my summers there, um, sometimes six, seven, eight weeks when I was wow. really young. Mm -hmm. uh, when I got older, more it was still every summer, but more like two to four weeks since I had mm -hmm. more commitments back home. And then I spent every Christmas in um, Germany as well, because oh, that's nice. where family life was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so... Now, uh, the reason I ended up in Berlin is because about four years or so ago, I was old enough to kind of start exploring a little um, on my own in Europe. And I thought I would be dumb not to take the opportunity um, that, you know, my parents are forcing me to come to Germany all the time to explore a little further beyond my uh, grandparents' town. So I started coming to Berlin um, and some other cities just to kind of explore some more of Germany and Europe. Took some trips with friends, took some solo trips, and it uh, um, happened that I actually met my current boyfriend here in Berlin about three years ago or so. Okay. And we, yeah, we uh, <laughs> fell in love uh, here in Berlin, and so so um, then we were in a long distance relationship for two years because I was still finishing my grad school back at home in Ohio. And so I was at that time just flying to Berlin um, and to Germany in general. Um, at that point, I did three, four trips a year sometimes because I would see wow. my grandparents and I would mm -hmm. more at that point want to see my boyfriend. And so... Um, I started visiting a lot. So I already got to know the city quite a bit and I really liked it here. And so then eventually, once I finished my um, my doctorate of physio physical therapy, I decided to move here. Um, I thought, you know, it's a time fresh slate. I uh, didn't don't have any commitments back home. I don't have any like house or kids or job yet. So I thought, why not try now and uh, yeah. see something new? That's awesome. Oh, there's yeah. the siren. <laughs> yes, there you go. If you didn't believe me that I'm in Berlin, there it is. <laughs> so how yeah. was Berlin different from the small town that you said that your grandparents live in? That's in Thüringen, right? It's in Thüringen, yeah. It's Erfurt, okay. which is uh, the capital of Thüringen. So, I mean, people... 
sometimes think I come from like a small little um, Dorf in Germany, but really Erfurt, Josh knows oh, okay. as well, is a really beautiful city. Uh, it's the yeah. capital. It has still a public transport. It has a big, um, what do you call it, Domplatz, so a big open square where they do, you know, festivals and Weihnachtsmärkte and everything. So it really it even has like tourist um, info center with like guided tours. So it's not uh, not this small little town that some people might picture, but you also can't compare it to Berlin. Um, Berlin is much bigger, um, much more uh, modern, I guess. Like, Erfurt has, like, so really old buildings from, like, the 1300s. Yeah. In Berlin, buildings didn't really su survive after the war, so everything has a very different architecture here and a, just a very different, like, um, vibe in general. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, yeah, the Erfurt is a lot more of a traditional German city, I would say. Um, it's in former East Germany. Uh, you see a lot less diversity there. Uh, Berlin, as you might probably know is a very diverse city it's super international and sometimes barely even feels like you're in germany yeah um it has a much more elaborate transport system much more tourists here uh, but it's the capital of germany so it's you know what you would expect um but overall um i do like both cities i mean i, I loved being in Erfurt too Erfurt's a bit more of that cozy i would say it's more similar to munich um traditional germany but more cozier and then berlin is just like a jungle yeah <laughs> so. berlin is definitely its own thing yeah. like you can't really say that berlin is a typical german city berlin is it's its own thing it doesn't exactly. really represent anything else of germany i do have to say real quick just because before i get um torn apart in the comments again that i don't know Erfurt. of course i know Erfurt. <laughs> when you said uh your grandparents live in a small town i just kind of assumed that maybe they live in a small town right outside of Erfurt or something mm. like that um, okay so I just wanted to clarify <laughs> okay just wanted yes, to clarify yeah. with our listeners because okay. i have gotten torn apart before in the comments where it's like oh what do you mean you're not know knowing gutting in is yeah no just because i it sounds like i don't know but like mm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> right. And I didn't know how much you know of my personal family background and stuff. Of course, you don't know exactly where my grandparents live. Yeah. But they do live actually in the center of the city. Wow. Um, okay. So it was really nice to visit because you just walk across the street and you're at the big shopping center yep. and at the tram stop and everything. Very different so. than the American suburbs in Cincinnati, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, comparing those two is completely different than growing up in the suburbs with, you know, there's no public transport or um, really like a... Yeah, central, like, plots of the city and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't compare the American suburbs, really, to, like, a European city here. And um, I think it's a lot more exciting to be in the, the German towns than mm -hmm. in the suburbs of America. But maybe that's just because I had that suburb life for 25 years. Yeah. So you always kind of want something different, I feel like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are you able to work in Berlin now as a physical therapist, or what do you do? That Yeah, that's probably been one of the more complicated parts of the transition. So uh, moving here wasn't too tough for me based on I have this German citizenship, so mm -hmm. I had no problem moving here and, you know, getting an Anmeldung. Um, I had my boyfriend's apartment here already, which I could just register to. Um, I speak German already since birth because my parents only spoke German to me. So I have the language thing figured out. I even have family nearby. You know, Erfurt is only about two hours. So if something really happened, I have close family. But yeah, now, of course, everything can't be everything can't be perfect, though. So I um, have been waiting a long time to get my um, physical therapy license recognized here. Mm. So 
you guys probably know the German bureaucratic system is very slow, so it's in the process. It's I have no working. clue what you're talking about. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, this is new news to everyone, <laughs> especially people that have been in Germany. So yeah, it's been very slow. I mean, it took me a while to get all my documents together to begin with, uh, because, you know, they all have to have Beglaubigungen, which is notarizations, uh, translations. Um, I had to get, like, background checks uh, fingerprints stamped here, sent to the U.S., background checks sent back to Germany, oh, then gosh. had to get that notarized and translated, then sent to my um, uh, the, the umpt that's doing my recognition. Mm-hmm. And they are, of course, short-staffed and being very slow. So I'm in waiting, but I have been able to get into the physical therapy fitness world. Um, so I... Uh, to my surprise, all the physical therapy places here are all desperately looking for physiotherapists. Mm. So they're all like very interested as soon as someone comes with an application. So uh, they've all been like trying to find ways for me to kind of get into their company. So mm. I was working for one place for the past six months where they kind of hired me under a different title, not technically as a physiotherapist. And they allowed me to work um, instead of doing the regular patient care, they were also involved in like a research project, a research study with the Charité. Mm. And um, with that that's big a big hospital, hospital in Berlin. Yeah, that was also very present in like the public discourse during COVID and all of that, because like one of the main some of the main research was taking place there. Some of the one of the main person that um, talked to one of the main people. I can now I can't speak anymore. <laughs> one of the main people that um, was very um, public as a COVID oh, yeah. expert in Germany. That's right. Uh, worked he was with doing the a lot of- as well talk shows and stuff on COVID. Well, yeah, so my part, um, they do a lot of research, like you said. So I was involved in one of the research studies related to physiotherapy um, in Germany, some new things they're trying to implement. And since it Mm -hmm. wasn't a a treatment that's covered by the public health insurance, uh, it's more covered by research, they gave uh, permission for me to run all the patients because they saw my qualifications and they know, yes, I'm waiting on a license technically here in Germany, but I'm a licensed physiotherapist in U.S. and I have, you know, more than enough uh, qualifications. So it was really great to still be able to be involved in physical therapy work here in Germany. Also, it taught me a lot about the health system here, the mm. physical therapy here. So it was a really good kind of like an integration period. And then, unfortunately, now I'm still waiting on the license. Um, it should be if they stick to the time they said in the next month. But I have, you know, a little uh, some hesitations and doubts if it will really arrive mm-hmm. on time. Um, so until then, I've also been um, working as a freelance um, fitness trainer at some different gyms, doing fitness classes and personal training. Again, in my field, related and helps me kind of practice these terminologies in German and kind of get to know how German people in the fitness world um, work and function and everything. So I've still been able to, you know, work in my field a bit, um, but it's definitely not been as easy as if I just stayed in the U.S. and jumped right into a physical therapy job there at like a a big center somewhere, a big hospital. I feel like that's one of the fields that is most difficult to go between countries as far as like the medical profession is concerned. Because licensing Absolutely. is so different in each country, even within the EU, going between countries is not really a, a thing, or it's really difficult. So I can only imagine. Um, but exactly, the, the, at least it sounds like you've had like the opportunity to have some cool experiences and kind of get your uh, what do you say, like dip your toe in the water, and as far as uh, that that profession is concerned in Germany. Exactly, and I really did need that because I mean I've learned all my profession. This goes right, you know, to the uh, the language topic. I've learned my whole profession in English. Mm. And so to come here, I honestly at first felt really 
like I couldn't express myself. I didn't know how to talk to patients about simple stuff. Um, and I felt so like almost not qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, but slowly as I worked at this clinic, I heard other therapists talking. I heard patients talking. I would really run around with my phone and Google Translate stuff um, that I was trying to explain to them when I would have to document. I would usually write everything out in English and check the Google translation before I started writing it in German. Mm. Um, so a lot of those words, though, the ones you use regularly, stuck with me, and now I know them in German. Mm-hmm. So I, I, even though I feel really qualified as a physical therapist, I do think I needed some time to kind of integrate and transition to being one in Germany, um, mm. even though the actual idea of physical therapy is the same here as it is in the U.S. Okay, so jumping in maybe a little bit into back to your history, I, we still ask the question, and haven't gotten quite the answer yet as far as do you feel more German or American? Ah, um, so okay. maybe we should touch on that before we jump into the topic of language. So what what is your answer? I'm sure that's something that changes over time, but uh, yeah, Absolutely. how do you feel? I think it's definitely changed over time. Um, I think growing up, I was when I was a little kid, you're, you do everything like your parents do. And so I was just like a full little German girl because, you know, my parents were my heroes. I did everything like them. Over time, when you get a little older, friends become a lot more important to you than your family After mm-hmm. at some point. You know, you're a teenager and you only care about your friends. There, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted nothing to do with Germany. I remember really? I was like, I think Germany is weird. It's the people are weird. I don't want to go. I want to be here in the U.S. I want to spend my summers in Loveland nowhere else. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Loveland is a little like, yeah, suburb or town outside of Cincinnati. Exactly. Suburb, it's yeah. a little <laughs> For people who don't town. know that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So my parents were, you know, taking me on these awesome trips in Germany and Europe. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go. Because at that point, I was feeling really American. I wanted Mm -hmm. to be like my American friends and do the same things they were doing in the summers, which was maybe going to Florida or going to the lake Mm -hmm. um, and not go to Germany. Why would I want to do that? Right. (laughs) Then later, you know, you start growing and your perspective shifts a little and you start realizing, oh, maybe this other country and other continent isn't so bad. After all, you know, they have um, some really some really good things actually about it as well. And I started adopting a little more um, and being a little bit prouder of my German heritage, I would say. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm here in Berlin, it's hard because I I speak uh, English here at home with my boyfriend. Um, And when I speak English, I sound like totally American. Um, But at work, I speak German. So if I had to say one, I think I probably now feel more German because I can just completely blend in. um, Mm -hmm. And... People can't really tell at work or if I go to, you know, an appointment here somewhere um, that I'm American. You know, I I, mm-hmm. I look European. I can speak a pretty accent free German. I know the culture and everything. So it's kind of nice to be able to almost trick everyone. And mm-hmm. it seems like I'm a total German girl. But then there's some days, you know, recently where my American friend was visiting where I go back to like my total blah, 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 blah American self. And we're talking the old American ways. You know, she's an old college friend. We're catching up. Yeah. Um, so it's really I don't think I have one definite answer. But I think at this point in my life, in my first year in Germany, I'm feeling a bit more German than American. Today. Interesting. <laughs> I honestly would have thought that it might be the other way around that like now now that you're in Germany, you might feel more American. And when you were in the U.S., you might have felt more German just because it like would stand out compared to other people. That's, that's a good point as well. Definitely. But I think it's um, yeah, it's more that I, I realized how much I actually can blend in here and yeah. how German I actually am. That's yeah. made me like um, made me feel a bit more German and made me feel more like, oh, I do belong here. Like mm-hmm. I really am German, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, some things uh, some things. Americans, you can't you can't hide as an American. <laughs> so, yeah, it really, yeah, it, it does depend. 
Interesting. I guess then jumping into the topic of language, I just was, I think it's interesting for those of us who've grown up monolingually, like to, what was it like, especially in the U.S., because the U.S. is known as being like the graveyard of languages. So like culture around you will really make fun of you or put you down if you speak a language other than English is at least what you hear a lot. So what was it like, I guess, for you growing up speaking German at home and then having to learn English? Do you remember learning English and maybe like, yeah, at what point do you remember or did you realize my family is different than the other American families? Maybe just talk, that's like five questions in one, yeah. but the the floor is yours to kind of talk about that subject. Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's hard for me to really remember the point where I was switching between German and English. Mm-hmm. From my understanding, from what I've asked my family, I grew up speaking German, learning German as like a, whenever kids start speaking around like two years old, um, like any normal kid. But then, um, as soon as I started playing with like neighbor kids, um, and, and stuff, then I started speaking more, uh, started somehow really quickly picking up English as well. Of course, I don't really remember that yeah. specific part. My mom told me that, um, I could really easily transition between, um, I would turn to my mom, say something in German, and then turn to, like, the mom of my, like, little neighbor friend and speak to her in English. And I somehow knew how to transition Mm -hmm. pretty easily. But I do remember a few times, um, interestingly enough, when I was younger and I would take those really long trips to Germany six, seven weeks in the summer, I think at that point I would maybe start to forget some of the English uh, because I remember coming back and trying to speak with my um, neighbors and stuff and tell, telling them about the trip. And I would sometimes be like speaking to them almost in German. And I remember the only time I remember is like trying to explain to them I went horseback riding and I couldn't think of the English word because it's always was just all summer um, Pferdereiten, Pferdereiten. And I was like doing this, like explaining her. <laughs> Like, uh, and she's like, oh, horseback riding. I'm like, oh, yes. But at this point, I was like too old to not know that word yeah. naturally, you know. But it's just because like I had just been speaking it all summer, Pferdereiten, Pferdereiten in German that uh, I'd forgotten. So that's like one of the only memories I have. Um, I definitely uh, remember a lot in school that it was uh, a big it was kind of my defining thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I liked it or not, to be honest. But, you know, everyone, uh, if I was speaking on the phone in German or speaking to my parents in German, would stop and stare. Because yeah. in my small town of, of suburbia, Loveland, Ohio, there's not many people that speak um, other multi-languages. And so it was definitely a big... Um, attention grabber Hmm. and uh sometimes it was a bit annoying because then when people found out it was always say something in german say something in german say something in german and if you're in this position honestly it's just so awkward you don't know what to say like what am i supposed to say like hello ich bin lena that's so boring you know so should i say something super weird i don't know (laughs) so and i think we've all been there (laughs) yeah right exactly it's annoying it can be annoying i would prefer if they tell me say this specific sentence in German. I'll translate right. it for you. But like to put me in the spot of say something in German yeah. and then I don't know what to say. Yeah. And then I remember in some classes, if we were learning about something like history wise, like I remember in choir class, they said some composer was German. And I just remember everyone turning around and staring at me. Mm. Like I'm the only German person in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm oh like, gosh. Oh, that's, like I have nothing to do with this composer. And like I was born here, but okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely other kids thought it was way cooler than I thought it was. To me, it was just the language I spoke with my family. Other kids were like, wow, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't remember it being much of a, of a challenge necessarily mm-hmm. uh, because I think when you're a kid, as you guys know, you're just able to, to pick that up. Honestly, I wish I had my 
one parent speaking a third language to me because I'm okay. sure I would be fluent in three, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, uh, that would be an advantage for sure. Yeah. But you said that you speak, so at home you spoke pretty much only German. Uh, of course, I assume if you had friends over, it would be mostly English or yeah, English with them, but English. German with your family still. Um, but yeah. you said you have a brother who I also know. Um, mm-hmm. But when it was just the two of you, would you guys speak English or German with each other? Yeah, that's a, a good question. Um, so you're right. My parents were very strict about at home, family dinners, everything German. Like mm-hmm. it would be really strange for me to just start speaking English or something to my parents because I never heard them speaking English to each other or to us. Um, so if I started like coming home and trying to like speak in English, they would shut that down and be like, mm-hmm. Deutsch bitte. Um, friends, of course, was the exception. When they would come over, we could switch to English in the house. And my brother, I think when I was younger, I spoke to him in German because it was that family dynamic. Mm -hmm. But as we got older and he was less of like the mean evil brother and he became more of like a friend relationship because we were both more like in our teens, we totally switched to English. And I think it's also because mm -hmm, I think it's also because we both were used to speaking with our friends in English. Mm -hmm. And so then we had that friendship relationship finally. So we kind of spoke to each other like we would with a friend and we felt it was much more natural and easier for us to speak Mm -hmm. in English, um, that friendship language. Whereas like with parents, it was really just the family German um, that we would be speaking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, up to this day, we still speak English all the time, um, unless maybe we're sitting at the table with with everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we will be in German. Do you guys have like a family group chat or something like that? We do. Yeah, that's interesting too, because it depends on how lazy we're being. Okay. When my brother and I are lazy, we write in English uh, because it's just easier for us. We learned our schooling in English, so writing and everything has always been easier. Um, my parents are always writing in German. And my brother does, he still lives in the US. He tries to practice a lot in German, so he'll write in German. I've gotten more strict with myself trying to write some more in German. I'm mm-hmm. like, come on, I live in Germany now, let's write in German. Um, but it kind of depends if I'm like tired, lazy, I just quickly write in English. So it's really a big mess, the group chat. Um, <laughs> and so it's, yeah, it's a mixture of German, English, Danglish. It's yeah. a bit of everything, actually. Yeah. Um, did you ever learn to write in, in German? Did you take German classes in school, too? I never took the German classes. Um, my mom did teach me to kind of... It's, it was kind of interesting that I didn't need that much training or okay. teaching in writing and reading German because I could read and write properly in English. And like, I guess you guys know better than me, are the phonetics similar um, of the language? Or I don't know, like the... But German like, is I easier can, in Yeah, German's easier. Is general. it? Okay, yeah. yeah so similar. like if I saw a German word, I couldn't, because I know how to read in English, I could sound it out and I knew what the German word was, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really didn't need someone to like teach me each word and what, how to like pronounce each letter and stuff because I already knew how to speak it. So the reading was just like me speaking uh, speaking the words that I saw. And then the writing is a bit more difficult. Um, but my, my parents did, um, uh, sit down with me and, and write a little bit. I think the grammar is probably more uh, difficult than anything. Really? Okay. okay. Um, and I did, um, I took a few German classes at uh, university at, uh, in college then. Some more like literature German, a bit more challenging stuff. So that challenged me a little bit as well. Um, but otherwise, it's nice to have a German teacher as a mom. Yeah. For sure. Because <laughs> sure. <laughs> she she could always help out. Um, but yeah, otherwise, my writing, I would say I still use here in Berlin now too. If I'm writing an important email or a letter, I really 
I don't know if I'm being lazy, but I write it in English on Google Translate. Oh, then wow. I translate it, and then I just edit it a little bit and stuff mm-hmm. because it's just quicker. You have autocorrect and all of that, luckily. Exactly, so. yeah. So it's just quicker for me. Yeah. But if it's like short text and stuff, that's still pretty easy for me now to write in German. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you moved to Germany then, now that you've been living there for a year, has have there been things like culture shocks or like things that you've had to adapt to as far as speaking German? I know that you said it's just more in learning new words, especially for, for work, but like, have you noticed a big improvement or difference in the way that you speak German now that you live in Germany, as opposed to the way that you would speak it back in the U.S. with your family? Yeah, I thought um, that it would like somehow drastically perfect itself while I was here. Um, but honestly, some of those things I've been saying wrong for so many years. And it's like the really little details, like it's a dame or dane, like mm-hmm. the N or the M, which I just like have never gotten right sometimes. I still now say it wrong. And so I don't know, some things just will never change, I guess. Um, overall, my vocab has improved some of the words that I would have never known before because I only spoke conversational dinner table family talk in German. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to the bank, to the pharmacy, to the post office, to all these different um, you know, um, however, whatever that is in English. Yeah. Um, and Government offices. Say, Government offices, exactly. So now uh, those kind of vocab words have improved a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'd say like my biggest deficit was that um, Amt Deutsch, the bu- bureaucratic Deutsch. Yeah. Like before I had no idea what like Beglaubigung was, but that's like a notarization. I had to like figure that out. Mm-hmm. Or what like... Um, a background check in German is like a Führungszeugnis. Führungszeugnis, yeah. Führungszeugnis. And I, I didn't know what that was. I was like, what's a Führungszeugnis? Is it <laughs> yeah. a report card? Or <laughs> So all those things that were important, or like the Einwohner Meldeamt, um, I would have mm-hmm. not known that that's the place I need to go. You yeah. know, because um, obviously sitting at home growing up, We'd ever mentioned that word at, t- at dinner, Einwohnermeldungamt or Führungszeugnis, because it just wasn't relevant. So those kind of things have improved a lot, the vocab. Mm-hmm. The grammar, I hope it will improve a bit more. Um, I think I maybe just need, since I never properly studied German, if I sat down and studied it a little bit, it would maybe get a bit better. But I think it's just like old habits now at this point, how I've been speaking my whole life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, uh, and then the medical terminology as far as, Physiotherapy has improved a lot as well, but I still have a long way to go. I don't feel as comfortable talking to patients as I do in in America speaking Mm -hmm. in English. Um, And I, I, yeah, I feel like it's a bit of a disadvantage for me, but I I could definitely get there with that. It might be a disadvantage, but at the same time, with Berlin being so international, I'm sure they're super happy to have someone who speaks such good English, obviously, then to help help patients as well. I would guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the clinic I was working at didn't have that many as I expected, but if you're just around in Berlin, you'll notice how many people don't speak such good German. English is a lot more dominant, I would say here. Mm-hmm. And so I think it will end up being an advantage um, that I can provide physical therapy services in English yeah. very comfortably, mm-hmm. whereas some German physiotherapists um, may not feel so comfortable with that yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that will definitely probably end up being an, an advantage rather than a disadvantage for sure. So you're obviously a huge mix between Germany and the U.S., um, but your parents were were slash are, in my opinion, very German, but they've lived in the U.S. now for 25, 30 years, whatever it is. Uh, do you, have you noticed, do you feel like you've, we, you've talked about how you almost have been a little bit more Germanized from being in Germany. Do you feel like your family's become Americanized? 
Not as much as you would think um, when family has lived in U.S. now for almost 30 years, wow. maybe even 30 years. Um, but they've really kind of held on to their, their German heritage and culture, I would say. Mm-hmm. But that goes more for my parents. So they are um, so a very German family living in the U.S., I would say. They decorated their whole house as Ikea. It looks like yeah. a little perfect <laughs> little German the first, home. You the might first have time I went to your house, I was like, okay, this is Germany. <laughs> Am I, exactly. Am I in Germany right now, right? Yeah. And my dad drives a Volkswagen. Um, they bring there a lot of like foods and stuff back, like tea, chocolate, seasonings that they use to cook. Um, they're a member of the like Germania societies in Cincinnati. So they go to like the Oktoberfests and the Maifests and everything like that. They listen to the German news every night because they prefer, prefer it. They find it's more kind of uh, worldly, like it uh, takes in um, other countries other than the U.S. into consideration. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I still do that too. I still listen to yeah. the news. We've <laughs> talked about that as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they always have, the, you know, you walk in the IKEA house and the German news is going, and the mm-hmm. sauerkraut is cooking on the stove, and you really like <laughs> for don't real know where though. You are. <laughs> yeah, do they yeah, actually really. make sauerkraut. Oh, they do not wow. all the time, but yeah, they still cook their German meals. But I mean, they like to cook international too. You know, they'll okay. Make well, ta- no, just tacos like and... my parents like maybe make sauerkraut once every five years or so. So oh, like, really? that's okay. actually surprising to me. Yeah. Oh no, my mom would do at least maybe twice a year. I would say so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and some other German dishes as well. Yeah. Um, my mom still likes to listen to, to German music a lot. She, I think she likes uh, German Christmas music. Um, she likes to watch German movies more as well. Um, she reads only German books as well. Um, so she's still doing all of that. My dad watches maybe a little more uh, American stuff. Um, but then the only thing, like, they sometimes throw in some some English words in there that they just, uh, like, for example, I thought of, like, dishwasher, they say only in English, lawnmower, or if they're, like, eating turkey, they just say those in English. So that's, like, uh-huh. where that dang- Danglish will really mix. Yeah. But um, on the contrary, my brother, who was born in Germany, uh, moved here with about four years old moved to the U.S., um, he's become a lot more Americanized um, because he kind of grew up in, in the American high schools and everything. Uh, he started playing American football. And oh, yeah. He made a lot <laughs> That'll of, do yeah. it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was a big American football fan. He still is. He watches, you know, Sunday football, Monday football, all of that. He drives, drives like, a big uh, pickup truck. Um, he likes to go hunting, um, I don't know if he likes to go fishing necessarily, uh, but he likes to do like all the, you know, backyard barbecues and cornhole, like the very American stuff. He married like an, an American woman as well. So that probably contributes to that um, as well. So he, you would never guess uh, really that he's German, to be honest, besides his name is Carl. But yeah, he became more that, Yeah, that is like the, the stereotypical German name in the U.S., <laughs> yeah, I feel exactly. like. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's Carl. Carl with a K. So very German. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, I would say, became even more Americanized than me. Uh, there was times when later... Like, my parents always wanted to keep taking us to Germany and Europe, and I would always keep going with them because I kind of knew that it's, like, a good opportunity, like, mm-hmm. to keep going to Europe. He kind of... St- like would skip the trips and stay home to like uh, practice football in the summers and go to the camps and everything. And he just kind of like didn't really care for a while. Uh, now, okay, he's gotten older. He also really appreciates um, the visits back home to seeing the grandparents. And he appreciates a bit more of the, the German, um, his German background as well. Um, but yeah, he's he became Americanized where my parents, I would say, did, did not necessarily become Americanized. <laughs> Does that bother your parents at all that you and your brother even more so have like kind of 
moved away from that Germanness? Um. I'm not sure because I don't think they think I've moved too much away from it uh, since, since I've moved you, yeah. towards it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, they, um, there was one point where my brother had to give up his uh, German citizenship, actually, because oh. of the schools he was applying to or he wanted to be inside, go to some military school and they only accepted um, a American citizenship. I didn't realize that. So that... Yeah, that um, was, I don't think they were so happy about that because, you know, that's giving up a really uh, a big, yeah. really a valuable thing and a, an important um, thing as well. Um, yeah, metaphorically, that's also just like, yeah. now you're exactly. not officially German anymore. Wow, yeah, that's, exactly. that's a big step. Yeah, but um, not necessarily. I think that they're happy that we did um, integrate so well in the U.S. We have so many friends and we did like the full sports thing and then the American college thing and everything. I think they're happy about that because it probably would have been worse if we just felt like outsiders the whole time mm-hmm. yeah. and, you know, didn't fit in. So I think they are happy we fit in. Um But I don't think they ever want us to really, like, forget or, like, you know, some people come to the U.S. and they want to, like, forget their home country. They think it's, like, bad and uh, they want to forget all aspects and they even, like, force their kids to speak English at home. In our case, it was very opposite. They didn't they didn't really try to force that out of us or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't think they're necessarily disappointed with with either of us. No. Okay. <laughs> that sounds so dramatic. <laughs> They're disappointed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who yeah. knows? Maybe yeah, that would, know. b- would bother them since they yeah, um, yeah. try to hold on to that so tightly. But mm-hmm. I think that's, as you said, that's a good thing that you guys integrated so much. And obviously exactly. you found your way back to the culture anyway and to the country. So who exactly. knows? Maybe, maybe you're going to end up in Germany. Do you have any future plans? Do you know if you want to stay there long term? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I I think now that I've actually ended up here, now my parents are like, "Oh no, wait! Like, come back. We didn't <laughs> want you to be this. We didn't want you to be that German. Like, we're glad you speak German, but you should stay here with us." No, they're happy for me though. Um, that's a good question. That's kind of I don't know. Kind of depend between me and my boyfriend uh, deciding what we want to do. He also has like two citizenships besides like he's not German. Um, I have two citizenships, and so we have a lot of options. Um, Right now, I'm really liking living here, um, and I feel like, you know, every country has their problems, but um, it's, yeah, I like the, the the lifestyle here a lot, and I like the emphasis on the quality of life more. Like, I'm really shocked when I started working here at a company, like, how much emphasis and they put on, um, you know, holidays and even on sick days, whereas in the U.S., those are both kind of, like, looked down on, like, mm-hmm. taking holidays and taking sick days. And so I, I'm a bit more of a laid-back person when it comes to work. I'm not, like, a, a workaholic and stuff. I don't want to just be at the office for 16 hours a day. That's not my my style. So I kind of like the the German style a bit. But I've also just, like, realized that I've changed so much over time that I could see myself also really missing America maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, money-wise, I would make more money in the U.S., um, mm. for sure. But you also don't need as much money to live here, necessarily. Uh, especially, yeah, in Berlin, it's it's pretty cheap, honestly, compared to, like, even Cincinnati. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's honestly a question of, question of all questions. I, I don't know. <laughs> so You don't, you don't have to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could definitely see myself staying for quite a few more years now. Uh, I don't see any rush to go back right now. Um, I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then comes the next phase of life. Do I want to settle down and have a family? Well, then do I want to do that here or there, you know? Yeah. So right. I don't think I'll need to make that decision until that next big phase of life. But that probably won't be for another at least five years or so that I need mm-hmm. to decide. Yeah. Cool. That yeah. So kind of jumping on to another question that's related to like you growing up in the U.S., did you notice or do you notice now any cultural differences between your family and American families growing up? 
Yeah, um, I, I do. I uh, noticed them more uh, later as I was getting a bit older in the U.S. as well because you start, you know, having sleepovers at friends' houses mm-hmm. and you realize, oh, wait, not everybody, you know, eats Nutella for breakfast every morning and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, a few things that would stand out to me are uh, the German culture um, is a bit more like Maybe it was more my family. We would have very serious conversations a lot of times at dinners and stuff. It was a lot about politics and the current state of the world. And a bit, usually like a bit negative of like, oh my gosh, like everything's so bad in the world. Whereas if I would have dinner with my friend's family, they would just be talking about like silly topics the whole time, honestly. And Mm -hmm. like watching funny videos or something. Um, So I kind of like that, honestly, about the U.S. A bit more like lighthearted and um, a bit sillier. Um, I know my parents always had me eating with a fork and knife from a young age already, eating like everything, even pizza, which in the U.S. you're not going to find like little kids eating pizza with a fork and a knife necessarily. Um, I'm not, I don't think so, at least. No. Uh, so that was more of, you know, that etiquette, uh, food etiquette. Um, then our breakfasts were always, like I said, um, the classic German Brötchen, like the bread rolls with uh, jams and jellies, Nutella, uh, deli meat, cheese, uh, with butter, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas my f- friends would be eating waffles and pancakes and cereal and that sweet sugary stuff. Yeah. Um, so that was a definitely another difference. Um, my parents' vacation and my family's vacation was always like super active. Um, and like that is so German yeah. yeah like we don't rest on vacation it's like you wake up and you start hiking you know you wake up and get on the bike and you're on a bike ride and like you're exhausted at the end of your vacation in a way they call it activo Urlaub, so um, yep. active vacation yeah whereas you know Americans really cherish their vacations to be a bit more like beachside relaxing pool mm-hmm. sitting laying and stuff which I do like that and I appreciate that actually um and my parents are also, we, we always would go out in the cold, no matter if it was freezing cold in the winter, we would still like on the weekends, even in Cincinnati, be hiking around and stuff and taking walks. And we would just be bundled up and no one else was outside. And we're like bundling, walking through a blizzard pretty much because, you know, fresh air. Um, then what's another thing there? My family was always... Um, the last ones on the street to turn on the air conditioning. We would have the windows open because, you know, yep. the windows, fresh luft, fresh air and saving money. Like, why would you spend it on the air conditioning? And also my family, like, never ate fast food growing up. Mm. Um, okay. So even now that I'm here, like, there's McDonald's everywhere in Berlin, but I'm still not really eating much American fast food or anything because I didn't grow up with that because I think my, my parents just didn't really grow up with that at the time. Yeah. Um, and then one thing that I just think is funny since I've moved here that I realized has been ingrained in me is that the, um, maybe you have talked about this before. It's like Auslüften. It's like the, um, airing out the space is like very important to Germans. Yeah. <laughs> it's like getting yeah. fresh air into the apartment. Whereas like my boyfriend who's not German, he's like, does not understand why I always need to open the windows even in the winter <laughs> before bed. You know, I'm like, we need fresh air. <laughs> or at <laughs> night even. A lot of Germans can't yeah. sleep without the window open. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's like, it's the winter. Why would we have the windows open? at night and I'm like well the fresh air we need it <laughs> and so that's what I like some of the things that I've realized I, I am really German living here and mm, stuff mm-hmm. um, and I think it's just funny that Germans do that honestly they're also like with the um, there's a thing in Germany that's like the zug of like the uh, I guess the it's like seat. a breeze yeah. the seat yeah and yep. Germans take that really seriously there's a draft yeah um, a draft exactly if there's any little slight draft even I remember my grandma last year it was like 30 degrees Celsius so almost 90 something 
something degrees Fahrenheit. And we were in the car. There's like a slight window open. And she's like, close that. Like, there's a draft, a seat. I'm like, we are dying in here. It is so hot. But they think they're going to get sick if there's a draft on their neck. So, like, that's the classic German thing. Um, and I feel like I'm almost be starting to become a bit like that now mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, it's like so cold. I need a scarf. And I just, I think that's a very German thing as well. Um, 100%. Whereas, you know, We've talked about yeah, that definitely. so many times. You have? Okay, it's very yeah. true. I remember I was walking through an apartment building here and there was like a sign taped on the door. Like in German, it said like, bitte zulassen es zieht. Like in mm-hmm. English, it would be, please leave the door closed. Like there's going to be a breeze, a draft, you know? And so it's really everywhere. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's very important to the Germans, the Tuch. The, the so, um, yeah, I think that's kind of funny. I've noticed it. It's, it's very true. It's not just a stereotype. No, it is very true. Yeah. And the thing is, like, we talked about this on the podcast a few times where, like, I mean, I 100% had that too when I first moved to the U.S. I did get sick. Like, it's not just like we think we get sick. We do get sick. Oh, okay. Um, and, like, all the Germans that come here at first, like, in the summer get sick. Also, when we go on vacation somewhere in like another southern european country where there's strong ac in the hotel room we get sick from that all the time i have had so many experiences like that over time my body got used to the ac living here so now i that doesn't happen to me anymore but one time i think after josh moved to germany you came back to the u.s one time you were like now it's happening it was actually it was actually in the episode with her mom (laughs) oh yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, we talked about it exactly in that episode. So if you're interested, go back and look at that episode. (laughs) So yeah, I I wonder if there's something in the air in Germany or like, why why is that a cultural difference? Because it doesn't really make any sense, but it's real. Like I can tell from experience that it's real. And now that I live here, my body somehow adapted, but I I don't understand where it's Mm -hmm. coming from. My my roommates here make fun of me too, because I've become very German. Like I love to have the windows (laughs) open. I'm constantly opening them and like, Josh, it's cold. (laughs) But the air air is so stale. We need fresh air in the house. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's a whole um, strategy. Like you have to open the right windows at the Mm -hmm. right time to get the right breeze, but not too long and not too strong. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And not for too long, though. And then you start closing yeah, one. Five minutes Stoßlüften. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, I yeah. don't know what you would say Stoßlüften in, in English. Five minute. Um, hardcore airing. Hardcore, yeah. hardcore airing, yeah. Because they say when you when you have the window open too long, then um, your energy bill will, will suffer. But exactly. if you do it for five minutes, that's the best way for like energy efficiency. So Right. It's a very specific strategy of like <laughs> saving money on the energy bill, but still getting fresh air but yes. not getting sick from the drafts like yes. it's so hard so I try to explain it my boyfriend calls me the Fenstermeister like I'm in charge of the windows in the house because he's like I don't touch the windows anymore like I don't understand the system so I just am always running around opening and closing different windows and he's like I'll just let you do your German thing and like I'm fine with whatever just don't let it get too cold <laughs> so I love it Okay, we'll do uh, one quick question in German since we have a German speaker here with us. And we haven't done this in a while. We did like the street survey mm, two or three yeah. episodes ago where we had German on the podcast. But other than that, we've kind of neglected that recently. So it's time for another <laughs> German section. Um, and we're going to put subtitles on the YouTube version. So if you want to see that, just click the link in the show notes if you're listening on audio right now. Uh, otherwise, we're going to just summarize the answer afterwards. So switching to German. Um, gibt's irgendwas, Lena, was du aus den USA vermisst jetzt, wo du in Berlin wohnst? Ja, also ich vermisse auf jeden Fall am meisten meine Freunde. Ich habe viele Schulfreunde da und ähm, die Freunde, die man als Kind macht, ähm, sind eben nicht dieselben, als wenn man als erwachsene Freunde 
kennenlernt. Ähm, und ich vermisse auch einfach äh, mit meinen Freunden einfach ganz ähm, lustige und nicht so ernste ähm, Themen zu besprechen. Einfach, ja, manchmal ein bisschen doof, ganz ehrlich zu sein. Aber mhm. es einfach nimmt den Gedanken weg von den Alltag und ähm, von, von der... Ähm, von der Weltsituation äh, gerade, mhm. während hier in Deutschland ähm, viele Freunde äh, sich mehr beschäftigen und äh, unterhalten über ernste Themen, Politik und Weltthemen und so. Und das ist, äh, kann manchmal ein bisschen äh, traurig sein oder mhm. ja, deprimierend. Das war's? Sonst, das sonst nichts? Oder ja. irgendwie Essen oder irgendwie sowas? Dann eher nicht, weil du so. mit, mit deutschem Essen groß geworden bist, meinst du, ne? Ja, äh, was würde ich denn an Essen vermissen? Ähm oder irgendwelche Produkte oder so? Irgendwelche Ketten. Ich meine, du hast eh gesagt, dass es nicht so viel Fast Food ist, aber so Chipotle ja. zum Beispiel oder sowas ähnliches. Ja, ah ja, ich vermisse Chipotle. Chipotle, ah, sehr. Ja, das gibt's nicht. Ich vermisse mexikanisches Essen. Oh ja. Weil das gibt es ganz gut. Ja. ja, in den USA viel besser mexikanisches Essen. Hier sind nur ein paar Mexikaner und die sind nicht ganz so gut wie in den USA. Und ja, Chipotle, ähm, Sa nein, Subway haben wir hier auch, aber Chipotle vermisse ich auf jeden Fall. Okay. Ja. Gut, dass du das bestätigst, weil wir sagen immer, ja. also ich sage immer Chipotle, gut, Skyline auch, ähm, aber ich bin halt ah, damit aufgewachsen. Bist du Skyline-Fan, ja. Lena? Äh, ich bin, also ich, ich mag schon Skyline, meine Eltern finden es aber überhaupt nicht gut mhm. und ähm, ich denke, hier in Deutschland würden die es auch nicht so gut finden. Also äh, ich, ich bin nicht jemand, der irgendwie Skyline-Chili-Dosen mitbringt oder so. Okay. Ich habe das äh, ein bisschen in, in, ja, <lacht> ich hab das in den USA gelassen. Vielleicht werde ich einmal pro Jahr, wenn ich besuche, mal zu Skyline gehen, aber ja. ich bin nicht ein Die-Hard-Fan, Die nein. Okay. <lacht> well, maybe switching back to English then, uh, otherwise we have too much to, to translate, but Yeah, we just basically asked Lena, um, is there anything that you miss about the U.S.? And you just said mostly friends and being able to mm -hmm. just kind of have a relaxed conversation about stupid things rather than feeling, you feel like in Germany people have more intense, uh, heavier discussions. And exactly. Yeah. Also food-wise, uh, missing Chipotle, which I feel hardcore, and especially Mexican mm -hmm. food. I was so happy yes. to be back in the U.S. and have Mexican food. Oh yeah, I can't wait to go to El Picante in Cincinnati <laughs> when I get back <laughs> and just have like the big fajita platter and everything, chips and guac. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> the, I just had my brother and his girlfriend visit from Germany and the first night we went to a Mexican restaurant because that's like yeah. one of the first things, like what do you want to eat in the U.S.? Of course, we're going to do like burgers and fast food and steaks and whatever else, but the first thing that we did was Mexican food. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's basically it from our side, Lena. Is there anything else that you would want to add? Add anything else you wanted to talk about, put out into the universe. Um, otherwise, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. But anything else you want to add? Yeah, um, nothing specific. Just uh, I guess I would recommend to anyone that maybe has the idea to do something crazy, live somewhere else, even if it's just a short amount of time, that it's definitely a good idea. Take the risk, have the experience. Life is short and you can get, you know, kind of stuck in like a little bubble when you just stay in your hometown. So even if you just can take some trips traveling, um, definitely get out there and see what else is out there. See other people, other food, other languages, other cultures, because it's like truly one of the most exciting and rewarding things in life so yeah other 100%. than that thank you guys yeah yeah thank you guys so much as well for having me it was a pleasure to talk to to you guys as well and um yeah hopefully we'll we'll catch up again sometime in the future 
Well, once again, thank you so much, Lena, for taking the time to talk to us. It was such a fun conversation. Super interesting for me. I don't know. I think like the way that we learn languages and process the world and cultural differences, especially when you grow up in like a microcosm or like subculture in a bigger environment in a completely different culture, it's uh, it's, it's just super fascinating for me. Yeah. And I know for her, it's her complete norm. You know, it's yeah. she doesn't know it any other way. Um, but it's really cool to be able to get those insights. So thank you. Thank you so much, Lena. Yeah, thank you, Lena. It was great to have you on the podcast. Um, I didn't say this. I wanted to say this throughout the episode, but I was so distracted by my like audio issues that I was trying uh-huh. not to talk too much. Um, when she spoke German, that is such an interesting mix of accents right there. Because yeah. like as soon as she started speaking, I was like, I in- immediately heard the the Sächsisch or the Thuringisch. Because I yeah. know people in that area always say it's not Sächsisch, yeah. but the East, East German, German influence. Very, very strongly. And I mean, if you guys have checked out the episode with Christina, you also know that she has that, obviously. By the way, if uh, you need the link, I'm going to put that in the show notes and also on YouTube in the little little eye in the corner. Um, but anyway, and then it's also mixed a little bit with like an American accent or at least some kind of foreign influence where you can mm-hmm. tell she's not like 100% native. Or I mean, she is, but it sounds like you can tell that there's some other influence there. Yeah. Um, and I think if you just heard it in Germany, like randomly, you would never be able to pinpoint it. So she doesn't yeah. really sound American, but she has this very interesting mix. Yeah, it's super cool. I, I think it's a, an interesting mix for sure and definitely yeah. an identifying factor for her. But it's just interesting for me because it's not a mix that you hear very often. And like there, I can tell that she is Christina's daughter by the yeah. way she speaks. Um, it makes so much sense too, though, because like growing up here, of course, the probably the main or the only almost influences that she had in terms of German. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure she also consumed whatever like TV series. Yeah, like she said, like they that. watched they watched movies and stuff in German. Yeah, yeah, but like in terms of like people to actually talk to, I'm sure it was just this bubble of just her family, and they all have that accent. So yeah. of course, she would adapt that naturally yeah. it makes sense i feel bad like analyzing the way that she speaks <laughs> but i, I think <laughs> yeah, it's super cool i don't mean that in a bad way at no. all i just forgot to comment on that um and it was just something that stood out and i'm sure um our german v- listeners noticed that as yeah. well i think it's honestly adorable because it's like where in the world do you grow up far away from germany um and then you speak German with this very regional, regional accent. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, love I mean, it. I'm sure when she goes there to like Erfurt in that region, that people love that, that uh-huh. she actually sounds like a local. So <laughs> that's just really cool. Yeah. Well, if you guys have any questions for Lena or anything that you want to comment on that video, make sure to let us know. You can reach out to us on our normal channels, leave comments in the video. Um, And we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed having the conversation. Yeah, you can also leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcast. And on Spotify, there's even a question feature that we have. I've used it sometimes. I don't even Mm -hmm. know if I told you about it, Josh, because I'm always the one uploading the episodes. (laughs) And um, it's been around for a while. It was like in the beta version at first um, so you could kind of play around with it but I've used it for a few episodes to just kind of ask a question of like how do you think about this topic mm-hmm. um, so maybe we can use that for this episode as well if you have a question for Lena or something like that I'll just activate it and then we'll see if it works but I think it's just on Spotify if you then scroll down um, it should be right there and I think there's also a poll 
option as well, but I don't think we have like a poll for All today. All these things I have no clue about. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to mention it because I know I, I never mentioned yeah. it on the podcast, but it's been it's been a thing on Spotify recently. It's actually kind of cool because you can communicate with your audience way yeah. better than you used to be as a just podcast. On, yeah. on YouTube, of course, you always have the comments. When it's audio, it's always just like, ah, well, send us an email. It's, there's like no direct way of communication <laughs> yeah. or feedback. Um, so that's hopefully going to be a better way in the future. So yeah, if you guys uh, are listening on Spotify right now, check it out. Leave us a review on or a rating on Spotify as well. Um, and yeah, we will be back in two weeks on Thursday. Until then. Cheers. Ciao.